3, 2, 1, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And my guest today, for the second time here, is an international keynote speaker specializing in LinkedIn strategies for entrepreneurs, CEO of the highly successful LinkedIn agency, Prominence Global. He hosts the world's largest LinkedIn training event. He's also the author of three Amazon best-selling books, Social Media Secret Sauce, The LinkedIn Playbook, and Influencer. Welcome, everybody, Adam Olehan. Hey, Simon, thank you. It's uh, fantastic to be back with you again. I know we've done this once before, which is fantastic. Absolutely. In, in Australia, where you are, it's 5 p.m. If any Australian wants to ask questions about LinkedIn, just, just put them in the comment. We'll do our best. And here in Europe, it's very early in the morning. So good morning, good evening, everybody. And Adam, what are you currently creating? So I'm, we, we're working on a, a new program at the moment. We've literally just launched it, um, which is really around uh, how you use LinkedIn as a really effective tool to run webinars. Uh, and where there's no real cost to the marketing side of things, but you get a, around about a thousand people registering to the webinars. So kind of like uh, uh, our, our events that, that we run uh, five times a year, you, you kind of talked about it in the introduction. Uh, so we're actually showing people how how we do that and uh, how they can you know, how they can implement that for themselves. Webinars on LinkedIn is there a LinkedIn feature for that, or do you use other other third party apps? Yeah, no third party. It's just how you use LinkedIn to get the audience that want to register for for your webinar. So get you know our goal is to get you know a thousand people registered for for every webinar. All right, and so. Tell us more. Who who should who should consider this, and who should not consider this? Yeah, it's a good question. So you shouldn't consider it if, of course, you have a product or service that uh, is not easily sold through webinars. So, uh, so generally speaking, the the type of people who work with are probably already running webinars, uh, but they're probably running it when they're getting you know twenty, fifty, a hundred people registering, and they want to really ten x that. Um, so, so very much in the the B two B, obviously, is is a is a great space for it. It can certainly it can certainly be B two C products, but as a as a general rule, um, you know, you want a product or service that when you know when people are purchasing that off you, you know, that that product or service is you know, as a, at a minimum three or four thousand dollars, maybe even you know up to sort of ten, fifteen thousand dollars. So, uh, so it works really well for people who have uh, coaching businesses uh, or yeah, you know, a product or you know, service service based businesses. So wherever you have a, a new client that would continue to work with you over a long period of time, uh, then generally speaking, this this is a really good uh, process that would. Uh, that would work and, and of course who it's not for simon is is people who are not really keen on being face face to camera like you and i are right now so you know if that if that's not your thing then uh definitely webinars are not for you cool so we know who is not for and who know who is it for it's b2b high ticket businesses ideally service businesses and this is exactly the people listening right now and this is exactly us so you have our attention 
how do we get thousand people? I never had thousand people in a webinar. How do we get that through LinkedIn? That's amazing. Yeah, well, the, we every webinar we run, we like a thousand would actually be. Uh, we would consider that a fail now. The, our, our last uh, our last webinar, which was on uh, about two weeks ago, I think we had uh, about seventeen hundred uh, people registered. Our highest ever has like been about twenty over twenty three hundred. Uh, and so the first thing, Simon, is uh, that, of course, there is a little bit of pre-work that you have to do. And what that is, is you have to be positioned on, on LinkedIn as an, yeah, you have to, the market needs to know that you know what you're talking about. So you have to have, um, you know, for want of a better word, uh, you know, a, a profile that uh, sh showcases your authority. It shows, it should show that you're not a, you know, um, only interested in marketing that you know that all you're doing is ever pitching and selling it's just showing that uh you know you have a great profile that uh is very much um focused in a very narrow area of expertise so when you try to be all things to all people um then it's it's a very very hard thing to position yourself as authority as an authority in something so yeah obviously for me it's uh you know my my uh positioning is around having really good knowledge on how to leverage LinkedIn for B2B um, businesses you know, or entrepreneurs who, who want to really stand out and using LinkedIn as a platform. So that's that's not hard to do. Uh, obviously, even for you, I mean, you've got a, you got a very good niche on, on what you guys do and what, what you deliver to your clients. So it's very easy to portray that position to people. So that's the number one thing you've got to have. Uh, and then, of course, you've and got to... So step one is positioning. If our LinkedIn profile right now doesn't have that niche and that proof, then the first thing we go there, we put something in the banner that shows exactly the one thing we stand for and some some proof, right? Testimonials or authority giving proofs. Yeah, so uh, the thing that's um, that's really important on LinkedIn is recommendations. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and if anyone's watching, if you go to my profile on LinkedIn, you scroll down, have a look at the recommendations. And the thing is that uh, you have to have, it's not a matter of he, you know, whoever has the most is the most authority. It's not that at all. It's a matter of just having consistent recommendations. So you're far better that you get one or two uh, new recommendations every month than you need to go and, you know, just get 20 all in one go and then not worry about it for another six months or a year. Uh, I'll give you a classic example. I, I was talking to somebody today that contacted me and wanted us to help them with some stuff on LinkedIn. I went and had a look at his profile. He had recommendations, but they were in 2014 and 2015. So that doesn't portray any current sort of, um, you know, authority. Uh, so so really, you know, putting up testimonials or things that other that people have given you in the past, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely a good thing to do. But on LinkedIn terms, you one that person has to be connected to you on LinkedIn to leave a recommendation, and of course they you know have to obviously be working with you in some capacity or been to some event you've done or bought a book you've written or whatever it might be. But um, so it's very uh, very important on LinkedIn to get those, those recommendations. One of the things that will increase that level of authority very very quickly. Wow. And so we should have the recommendation. It's not just the skills and endorsements. It's really people writing, I am on your LinkedIn profile. You have received 414 recommendations and given 39. 
So that's really something to take seriously. Well, yeah, as I said, it's not really a matter of he who has the most wins. That's not the most important thing. So, so don't think you have to have 400 for this to, to work. You don't. Uh, what it is, is you just got to, you know, when people look through them that, you know, every month there's one or two, or uh, mm. you don't, certainly don't judge by, what, by me. You just, you only need one or two every month. And then over, say, six months, you think about it. If somebody was really looking at wanting to do something with you or come to a webinar that you're running or whatever it is, and they have a look at your profile and they see if they scroll back every month, one or two people are saying something very positive about you, then that very quickly elevates you in their sort of thinking as to, wow, this person really does know what they're talking about. That's a webinar I want to go to see. And I never thought about it to, to ask anybody for recommendations. So uh, because since I'm self-employed, I don't think about really recommendations. Uh, the last time I did it was... 10 years ago when I had when I when I was employed. And so what is the tactic to get recommendations? Should we ask for it? Should we just give recommendations and and let the rest follow? Yeah, like it, it definitely isn't something where you want to do recommendation swaps. Like uh, keeping in mind that everything you put on your profile is very public. So if, if say for example, you said, oh look, I'll, if you leave a recommendation for me, I'll do one for you. And as you can see on my profile, you can see the ones I've left for people, the ones that have been left for me. So very, it becomes very obvious if, you know, on this side is a recommendation for you and then on this side is one where you've left one for that exact same person and they kind of go down the, you know, down the list like that. So don't do that. Uh, but what you really do, Simon, is if you're working with somebody and you deliver some really good results for them and in the process of that, you know, you, you know at the right time, you say, oh, you know, think about it like what you're probably doing now with Google reviews. You, know, you don't just blast out to everyone who's never even worked with you or uh, done anything with you to leave you a Google review because why would they? It's the exact same process. You you have to have worked with them. You have to have, you know, they have to have come to one of your webinars. They have to have bought one of your books, whatever it, you know, whatever it is. Um, or you might have met them in an event and, and had a great discussion. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yes, you do need to ask for them. People won't. As a general rule, people are not going to just go, oh, I, you know, I jumped on a call with Simon the other day and that was amazing. I'm going to go and leave him a LinkedIn recommendation. Not many people will do that. But if at the end of that call you said, oh, by the way, if, if you got some good value out of, you know, uh, let's say you were running a 15-minute strategy call or something like that, and if you said, look, oh, by the way, if you got some good value from that, uh, would you mind just leaving me a recommendation on LinkedIn? And, by the way, you can actually... Uh, send them a request on LinkedIn to leave you a recommendation. Mm. So you go in there and do that, and it comes up as a notification on their LinkedIn profile saying, oh, Simon's requested a recommendation, and it just steps them through the process to make it really easy. If you do that, people will, and you have delivered value, then people will have no problem with leaving them for you. Oh, that I didn't know that. Wonderful. I'm learning so much. So we got our positioning right, step one. What is then step two? Yeah, so step two is all about content. So LinkedIn is very much a content-driven platform in 2021. Uh, everything that they're they're doing in the future, uh, there's a new a new feature coming out. It's in it's in rollout right now. Rollout means that, like, unfortunately, when LinkedIn lets uh, a, a new feature be available, 
They don't just flick a switch and all 750 million of us on LinkedIn get it overnight. They roll it out slowly over a number of months. So it's in rollout right now. It's called creator mode. And essentially what it is, it's it's going to favor the content creators. You're going to get more traction on LinkedIn if you're creating really good content. So that's it. You, you've got to be a content creator. You've, uh, the way you position yourself with authority is two-part. One is is you know, how your profile set out and those recommendations and things like that. The re the biggest bang for your dollar, so to speak, is, is the content you share. So if you're sharing really high-quality content, uh, now high quality, I'm not meaning mean it has to be a high quality video production or anything like that. It's meaning that it's of high value to an audience. So again, staying in a niche, don't be all over the place. Don't be talking about one thing today and it's a completely different subject the next day. Uh, LinkedIn's trying to uh, algorithmically make an alignment between your profile, who you're connecting with and the content you're creating. So they, they wanna show your content to the right type of people. Uh, and they will show it to the right type of people if they if the, they can understand you know what what is the what's the niche or lane that you're in and, and who are the people we know on the platform that would be interested in that content. So, Simon, content is very very important, but it's got to be it's got to be uh, thought leadership style, highly informative, um, valued content that people want to interact and engage on on, on the platform. Uh, LinkedIn doesn't like any content that takes the, the viewer off the platform. So don't put links to your blog or website or um, podcast <laughs> it's, uh, you know, in the actual, in the actual uh, post that you do. Now, there's a workaround. There's a way you can get around it. If you really need to put a link in there for people to um, you know, go and click on, you can put it down in the comments. But, uh, and, and you can do that, there's certainly no problem with that. But if you really create content in a really good way, uh, people will engage on it and, and, and you know, they'll, they'll take a next step with you anyway. So, uh, so yeah, the number two is, is about, uh, you've, got to be, you've got to become a content creator and you've got to kind of move away from being a marketer towards, you know, mm -hmm. somewhat that's of uh, people deem of value. They want to connect with you. They want to follow you, you know, because they want to see the insights and the good, good things that you share. How does LinkedIn know who else is interested in this? Is it using, uh, language recognition is it about is it does it work through tags or through the connections or the clicks yeah all of the above so uh so one is so how you set out your profile so you, you know, you've got to be using a few keywords they're going to use those keywords is one thing obviously using hashtags in your content so it's you know aligning that content with a with a topic uh, but then there's uh, a really interesting algorithm at play called dwell time. And what dwell time is, is it's the way that we, uh, we actually interact with content. So it's very rare that uh, you know, someone will say, go to your profile because they want to go and have a look at the content you're sharing. What they'll do is they'll open up LinkedIn just like they do any other platform and they'll scroll through the, through the feed. That's, that's how we all look for, for content, or the high majority of us. Now, dwell time is, is measuring how fast you're scrolling. And when you stop on some piece of content, 
So, for example, if, say, you're scrolling through, you find something you, you, you think you might like, catches your attention for some reason, and you stop on it, then the algorithm's going, oh, okay, so Simon's interested in this content because he's, he's actually stopped on it out of all the stuff in the feed that we're showing him, he's stopped on this, this particular thing. So that must be the one, the type of stuff that he's, he's interested in. Uh, now, say, for example, you stopped on it, you had a quick look at it, and then you kind of scrolled on. Uh, it's still registered that you had some degree of interest in that. But then, say, for example, next, the next one you come to, you stop, you read it, you click, you know, read more or see more, which means that uh, you, you've opened up that post and you've actually had a look at it or you've watched the video or whatever it is. Then that's the second part of a dwell time in action where it goes, okay, you not only stopped on this one, you've actually gone to the trouble of reading it, so you must be more interested in this type of content. And then, of course, the third one, the holy grail, is you stop on the content, you open it up, you consume it, and then you like or comment on it. Once you do that, it goes, right, we know we know this is this is the stuff that Simon likes. So they, over time, they kind of work that out and then they'll start to feed you with more of that type of content. So, uh, so yeah, so it's a bit convoluted and uh, it gets a bit uh, technical at times, but uh, that, that's kind of how it works. And formats of content, are articles more, more impactful than posts? No. Yeah, yeah, interestingly enough, the uh, articles are probably get the least amount of traction. Uh, any kind of that long-form content doesn't get uh, good traction. and Because LinkedIn knows that, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're consuming bite-sized piece, pieces of content more regularly. So, uh, which is not to say that there isn't a, a good place for long-form articles. There definitely is. But the high majority of times, we're more inclined to stop and read a short, like a post, as you uh, you correctly called it, because uh, a post is limited to thirteen hundred characters of text. You cannot, it's it's there's a hard limit. You cannot put more than thirteen hundred characters. Everything on LinkedIn works word counts, not uh, character count. Sorry, in character counts, not word counts. But as a as a ballpark average, thirteen hundred characters is about two hundred and ten, two hundred and twenty words. So it's short, it's punchy. Uh, that's the type of the stuff that people want to consume. Or video, of course, is very good, but videos need to be short as well, like under two minutes. We know, you know, from doing this for a long, long time, that once you go beyond about two minutes on a video, uh, unlike YouTube, where you know you can go to YouTube and you know, there's plenty of content that's very long form, but people are looking for it on YouTube. You, you, know, you don't tend to go to YouTube and just scroll. You tend to go looking for something specific, which means you'll be okay with watching longer, longer video. On LinkedIn, you come across it, you become interested in it, but uh, yeah, keep them under two minutes, and you'll definitely get more traction. Lives, as you, as you mentioned, really interesting. Uh, lives are definitely not getting the traction that I think LinkedIn hoped. Uh, some of them do. Some of them do really well. Uh, but uh, if it's something like this, what you're doing right now, where you've, you've sort of promoted it in advance, people know about it, then they work well. Uh, but if you kind of just jump on LinkedIn, it's like, oh, I'm going to do a live today, and nobody's expecting it, or you know, uh, hasn't been promoted in advance then it uh, can be a bit tough to, to get sort of traction on those. Cool. We have step one positioning, step two content, and I am super curious about step three, but before, one word from our sponsors. 
Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. All right, we have the positioning, we have the content, but we are far away from 1,000 people on a webinar. What's step three? Well, exactly that. You've, you've got to um, you got to be letting people know about um, you know your webinar coming up. So, uh, of, of course, there, there's uh, LinkedIn events, which is, which is uh, very useful. The content that you've been creating, you, you've got to be. Uh, remember, I said before that you, you've got to not be seen as a marketer. So the difference, what I mean by that, is a marketer will pitch the product or service. Uh, mm. you know, a, a, personal authority will pitch a free next step so you know come come to you know like you uh, you know with the what we just shared then you know come to your free master classes so mm-hmm. you know, people will, will you know be more willing to come along and you know uh, consume one of your free master classes than if you said hey here's our program that shows you how to you know double your revenue in the next 90 days and now whilst that's a really powerful uh, positioning the, the reality is you've got to build more uh, trust and, and likability in in uh, that audience before you, you you pitch that to them. So the, the so yeah, the, the difference is don't don't pitch the end result, which is what you know a, a lot of people are doing on on LinkedIn and, and other places as well. Pitch a next step that's of value to people. Uh, so so yeah, yeah, that's where you start to promote your webinar. Um, and of course, you can do like I said, you can do LinkedIn events. You can be promoting it in the content you're sharing, and you can be uh, you know sending so, private messages. So instead of in, in our case, instead of saying, "Hey, we can double your revenue," come to this event and we show you how. What should we What should we say? The one pain point, the one benefit, the first step. Exactly. So he. So the the reality is that whilst whilst doubling doubling someone's revenue in 90 days is a very very powerful thing that a lot of people would certainly be interested in before if they don't know you well they, they haven't consumed any of your content or, or you know been in your uh, your facebook group for a period of time or anything like that then they're going to be yeah i kind of heard that before uh but if you said hey look you know um i'm going to run this webinar and i'm going to show you this uh these three really powerful um things that you can take away and implement immediately. And when you do, this is what's going to happen. Then it's like, well, well, yeah, I'd really like to know how to do that. I really think that would be interesting. And, of course, you're not, you're not then obviously giving away the whole, you know, how you help someone double their revenue, but you're showing them that you have the authority, you're showing them they, they get on that, they see it, uh, they implement it, go, okay, wow, that was, that was really amazing. Uh, okay, so Simon's the real deal. So I, I really need to talk to him about you know what's involved in the whole the whole process. So yeah, so basically run run an event where where you solve a problem, not the problem, not the not the big picture problem, but a problem that your audience could relate to, a problem you know that they probably have, they're probably experiencing, uh, and then uh, and then expand on that. Now that you've got their attention, now that you've got you know, you've shown that you you know what you're talking about, you show you've shown you can get a result, and then they're now more interested in you know, the, what's the real your main step with you. Super cool. So in our case, it would be break it down to something we can solve in half an hour, like how to improve your website or improve your sales call. 
uh, script or something like that. And if people are listening, how can they break down their, their big impact into one thing that can be can be done in a short session and that will create trust and, and the want for more conversations and for more work. That's it. Cool. It's not that, not that hard when you think about it, but uh, it's, uh, and then if you do that over enough time, then people get to know that, wow, that, you know, these are really good sessions and, uh, and not only then do they keep coming back to your, your sessions, they start to bring their audience, they, they start recommending it to other people in their communities and whatever. The, the high majority, when, you know, we get a thousand people, you know, 1700 plus people on ours, the high majority of them have been invited by someone else, not even us. And that's interesting. How do you do that? It's is it sharing a post or sharing an event? Because I never saw on LinkedIn uh, bring, invite a guest or bring a friend as a as something that I could click. No, they're just sharing it with their community. So they'll mm. they'll yeah you know, they'll take the link to the you know the the webinar or whatever you know how you're however you're sort of um, giving people that information of how to join. And they're just taking that link and sharing it into their their communities. Uh, they might be sharing it with, uh, you know, they might write their own post about it. They might share a post that you've done about it. They might put it onto, you know, into their Facebook community or their LinkedIn group or whatever it is that they'll you know, they'll start to um, uh, become at what we call advocates for you. So uh, because you've delivered great value to them. Um, remember, not not every single person that comes onto your webinar is necessarily going to buy from far from it, um, or are, are going to be the ideal type of client for you. But you know, if you still deliver value to them, then they're very inclined to want to share that uh, with with their communities. They go, "Wow, I've got this great value from this. Uh, I want to I want to share this and let let other people know about it." And then it just starts to snowball into, you know, this. Uh, now, there's, of course, there's a bit of a process to, to making all that happen, and you, you can't do it overnight. You, it doesn't. You can't build authority overnight. But um, but once you implement each of the steps of this, then once it's in place, like ours, we, we run five webinars a year. Every single one of them has you know, well over a thousand people attending every time, and the very high majority of them didn't even get invited by us. They're not invited by other people. And so you'll have uh, over a thousand people there. Let's say 100 are very interested in continuing the conversation with you. Where do they send you? What's the call to action? How do you follow up with them? So it's a really good question. Uh, so what we do is we'll have a questionnaire. We, so we don't sell anything on the webinar. We don't say, hey, you know, here it is. Go and sign up and you've got to put in your credit card detail right now. We don't do any of that. I'm sure you've all seen those webinars, um, but in ours, we just go, look, here's, the, here's the, the big picture problem we solve. This is how we solve it. This is what's good, how that all works. If that's of interest to you, here's a little questionnaire we've got, which will give us more intel on you know, whether this is a good fit for you. Uh, so just go in, it'll only take you two minutes to fill it out. Uh, and of course, that they fill that out and then that comes back to our team and they assess it. And then they reach out and say, hey, Simon, thanks for filling that out. Based on your question, your, your, uh, how you answered the, the questions, uh, yes, we think this particular program, because we have multiples of them, this, this particular program might be worth you considering. Uh, do you want to book in a time and we'll have a one-to-one -one chat about it? Uh, and so we move those 100 into filling out a questionnaire 
And so 100 people might be think they're interested, but when they sort of delve deeper into it, they might find, okay, this is not, not necessarily what a client thought it was. So we, what we don't want to do, we don't want to end up with, you know, 100 conversations where half of those people really aren't, you know, it's not a good fit for them. So we vet it in that process. We, we make sure that, you know, we allow people to deselect themselves, so to speak. They go, okay, I was interested, but now I can see a bit more and, yep, that's not for me. Or they go, okay, yep, based on all that, I, I fit all, I tick all those boxes. I'm, yeah, look, I'm definitely interested. Uh, then we know we have a better, a better quality conversation with less people, but people who really then fully understand, you know, what it's about. Uh, and of course, so the, the next step of them entering into the programs is, is far higher. Beautiful. And I have to ask you, who do you pick for the strategy award? Oh, okay. So, um, uh, based on, as you shared, I'm based in Australia. Uh, and there's a guy here, uh, it's through, you know, we all know last year was pretty crazy. Um, but he, uh, he, he did some amazing stuff on not, not only on LinkedIn, just, just, uh, just in general. And, uh, his name's, uh, Dr. David Dugan. Uh, and he's based in Brisbane, and uh, he, uh, you know, he, you know, following him and, and some of the stuff he shares, uh, especially if you, you know, in, in, in business, not this doesn't matter, you know, B two B, B two C. Uh, he he really sort of helped a lot of people last year, and, and continues to do so this year. So he he gets my my vote for the award. Super cool. And three books that shaped you most. Ah, so um, one one I've just finished, which I'll share with you. But um, uh, I read a really really good book uh, last year called um, "Will It Make the Boat Go Faster?" and uh, it's written by an, an ex um, Olympian called Ben Ben Hunt Davis. And again, if you're in business, um, that is why I got so much value out of that book. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend that one. It's fantastic. So, Will It Make the Boat Go Faster by Ben Hunt Davis. Uh, another one was, um, which I actually read well, a couple of years ago now, um, but uh, it, uh, it's called The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Bit of a classic. I'm sure lots of people have, have read that one. But the one that uh, is, is absolutely uh, a game changer, which I've literally only just finished very, very recently, that's why it's still sitting very close to me, is uh, this one here? It's called um, "Someone Has to Be the Most Expensive" by Andrew Griffiths. And uh, Andrew, again, is an Australian author. Uh, he's, he's the most successful small business author in Australia, uh, and uh, absolutely amazing book. Well worth a read. Super cool. And what are you excited about in terms of what's happening on LinkedIn? Uh, looking forward. I think uh, I think this uh, this new feature that I was sharing a little bit about earlier called Creator Mode. Uh, we've known for a long time, and we've you know, our whole business has been you know designed around helping people create this really high quality content in a way LinkedIn likes. Uh, and Creator Mode is just you know, putting even more importance on that. So uh, so yes, some people probably already have access to it, um, but uh, yeah, the once it's fully rolled out. I think it's definitely going to make a, a massive difference to what people are doing on LinkedIn in the second half of 2021. Super cool. 
and who should be my next guest? Uh, okay, um, so I think uh, there's another guy based in Singapore, uh, he, by the name of uh, Paul Dunn, and uh, he's the he's the one of the founders and chairman of um, a an organisation called B1G1, which is a it's a uh, a business uh, it's a movement that's basically helps uh, helps small to medium businesses to really position themselves with authority and impact uh, through their social causes and uh, absolutely amazing guys a four time TEDx speaker uh, one of the one of the most dynamic speakers I've ever seen so so Paul Dunn is the, is the man beautiful and so people if you have any questions about LinkedIn if you are a service business, high-ticket B2B, want to improve your LinkedIn game. Adam Olehan is the man. And where can people find you best? Where should they stick around? Uh, well, LinkedIn, obviously, is uh, is one place. Um, or you can just come to go to my personal website, which is uh, adamhoolahan.com. Um, and either either of those two places, uh, you'll find me. And um, yeah, more than happy to just you know, reach out and say, hey, I was on uh, I was on the session with Simon and uh, and uh, happy to you know, answer any questions you have or any help you need. Thank you so much, Adam, for being again on the show and bringing so much value. It's a full checklist of what we all can do right now. And thank you so much. Please come back soon. My pleasure. Love to do it again. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com/tools.